0: Listener production. This podcast is being recorded on Gadigal land. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this country and elders past, present. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. We're back and um, Angela White is still here and she's got a nightmare feel for us and I can't wait to hear it. Angela, take it away. Okay. So I met this guy at
1: Sydney Sexpo. So he was wow. a fan. Mm-hmm. I was headlining. So he lined up to get my autograph. Mm-hmm. He was a French model. Okay. So be- beautiful physical specimen. Okay. And incredibly charming. Okay. So he comes up to me and he's wooing me and he asked me for my number, which of course I said absolutely not. But I said, you know what, why don't you give me your number and I'll think about it.
0: hot from you. So he,
1: yeah, give me the control. Give really me the control, decide. please. <laughs> yes. Um, and I actually had no intention of texting or calling him, but I kept a little piece of paper and then a couple of weeks later I was back home. I was living in Melbourne at the time and I found it and I was like, oh, He was hot. Maybe Mm -hmm. I should just text him and see what's Mm -hmm. up. So texting back and forth. Fourth flirting. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to meet up with him. And I said, you know, next time you're in Melbourne, let me know. We'll do something. So mm-hmm. a couple of weeks go by. He comes down to Melbourne. We do a beautiful little brunch mm. and he brings his sketchbook because, of course, he's not only a French model. He's also an artist oh, and really? his sketches are beautiful. So hey. he's basically perfect at this point. So he says, why don't you come back to the apartment I'm staying in and I'll draw. Draw you. And I was like, oh my God, this is my Titanic moment. Yeah. He's gonna draw me like one of his French girls. Oh my god. This is so exciting. So I was like, absolutely, I'm coming back. So we go back to the apartment, and as soon as we walk through the door, we're making out, clothes are coming off. The sketchbook disappears. It never returns. I don't know where that sketchbook went. Bye. But we end up in the bedroom and Everything's going well until he goes down on me. He licks my clit for maybe about two seconds and okay. then shoves four dry <gasps> fingers into my asshole. Oh, your god! straight into my asshole. So, so, so dry. Dry. Also into dry.
0: Your, what? That was arsehole. the first orifice he chose. I mean, <laughs> I mean there's another one there that's pre lube style, you know what I mean? Like yeah. into your asshole. But also,
1: if he had if he had put four fingers inside into, into my pussy that quickly, that would have hurt. Too. Yeah. But four dry fucking fingers into my asshole. Didn't spit on it. Nothing. Just no spit. Oh my right god. Nothing. Nothing. What? Nothing. And then acted surprised when I pulled away and was like whoa what,
0: the what are you fuck? doing okay
1: yeah wow. so he's like he was like i thought you could take it because you know i'm angela white the porn star i'm oh. like yeah i can take big things in my ass but you know we lube it up or you spit on it like l- at the minimum
0: take it slow don't and it also so g up <laughs>
1: Oh also, anal's not on the table for everyone every single day. I don't know you. So we move on from that and he goes to fuck me. Next red flag, he tries to put it in bear. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. no, absolutely whoa. not. Put a condom on. Yeah, And he's like, oh, I don't have any condoms. And I said, it's okay, darling, I have condoms. And then yep. he continues to whinge and complain as I'm pulling it out of my wall. And he's like, oh. like nobody likes condoms, put it on. Nobody likes condoms. And he starts fucking me. He's railing me. It's actually quite nice. And I look okay. up and I realize, wait a second, he's not even looking at me. What is he looking at? And I turn. Oh, my God. And oh my I God. see that he's actually watching himself fuck me in the mirror. Oh, come on. Oh. And I'm like, I thought this was my Titanic moment and I got American Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> <That's it. laughs>
0: It gets worse. No, it
2: doesn't. Oh, no, it no doesn't. What the
0: fuck? No. How have we gone from a beautiful French <laughs> sketch artist to four fingers, dry up the ass, a raw cock, and a narcissist? What's going on? Okay. <sighs> so,
1: uh, but I'm already here. I'm already naked. He's already inside me. Like, I'm not like at this point I'm committed. I'm just going to get through this. I just want to nut. So anyway, it's in between positions and I'm sucking his dick and he's been periodically picking up the phone quickly to change the music. So fine. He's, he's on his phone. I think he's changing the music, but the song, the song is not changing. So I like look up cause I'm like, what's going on? And mm. then I realize like the way he's holding the phone. Oh fuck. He's trying to record me. <gasps> What? Without my consent. Oh, whoa, and that was whoa. the final red flag, the final no. straw. Fuck. I was like, absolutely fucking not. I didn't even say a word. I just got up, started getting dressed. He was so confused. Like he he had absolutely no idea why I was leaving. And he's like what begging me, please don't go. I don't understand. What did I do? Oh my God. So I... I walk out the door, he's scrambling for his boxes, r- puts them on, then runs down the hallway and catches me just as the elevator doors are closing. I'm like, please, oh like, my please God. don't go. And I'm like, mm, sorry,
0: bye. Sorry, see, oh God, we've been so hot, you're going, <laughs> bye. Ding.
2: Date edition Nightmare Fuel. It was with a guy that was a bit older than me. He was about like 10 years older than me. He had three children, which I really liked. It was just more so on a level because I have one little boy and I was like, well, we're going to have a lot to relate to. The first date really wasn't the issue. Nothing really came up as a red flag as far as I was concerned. It was pretty innocent. We went and had Thai food, just spoke about, you know, general stuff you speak about on the first date. Um, And we obviously still spoke after. After that, it was about a week later and I was driving home from work and he called me and he asked me if I wanted to come over for dinner. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, absolutely, that's fine. You know, keep in mind it's like a Tuesday night so nothing hectic was going to happen. We were literally going to have a couple of drinks, have dinner, and I was going to go home. Um, Why can't you on a Tuesday? <laughs> is, that, is that in the Bible? <laughs> what? So I got ready, went home, got myself You know, prepared, um, excited to go around and see him at his house. I stopped down the road from where his house was to go get a bottle of wine before I arrived. And literally, as I got back in the car, he called me asking where I was. And he decided to tell me that he had his kids with him. They were staying at his house that night. So it kind of took me a little bit by surprise. Usually that's something you'd probably tell me ages ago. So I've got nothing against meeting his kids but, you know, second date, usually it's not necessarily something you just jump into. Mm. He doesn't have one. He's got three. That's quite intimidating for anyone to sort of walk into. Mm. Obviously I was sort of put on the spot. I didn't really want to sound rude, but I was basically at this point literally down the road. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to have dinner and go. Anyway, so I get there and um, they he's literally waiting out the front with, like, his youngest and got out oh. and said hello. And the first thing he said to me was, why did you only bring one bottle of wine? And I just was kind of like, what do you mean? Like, it's a Tuesday night. Like, I'm obviously only going to have one or two and I'm going to go home. And he was like, oh, well, maybe later, if you don't mind, after we have dinner, Um, I'm going to run down the road and I'm going to get us like another bottle of wine. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to have any. But yeah, if you really feel like it's necessary, you can do that. Thinking, what the fuck? It's funny because you look back on hindsight. I didn't really think he was drunk or anything. But I do remember him like being overly touchy, feely, like in the kitchen. And I felt really uncomfortable by it, obviously, because his children were, with, were there and they were obviously the first time I had met them. And his kids were beautiful. They were so lovely. They were so welcoming. And mm. um, and they were young. So obviously they were very curious of, of me and, and wanting to talk to me. So that was cute. But yeah, he was a super like touchy feely and would like try and drag me alone any chance he could. And it was just ew, weird and ew, uncomfortable. And ew. I did tell him to stop because it just wasn't on. Anyway, so we sit down and we had have- dinner and he said, okay, cool. I'm going to go down the road. Do you mind just watching the kids while I go down to the bottle? Shut road? up. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. I go, yeah, I do mind watching the fucking kids.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't even ask someone to watch Walt. Like, I mean, yeah. a friend I would, but if I could take him, I would just take Walt. Like, what the fuck?
2: <laughs> I was like, really? Like, you really want to get another bottle of wine? I'm not having any. I'm literally going to go home when you get mm. back because it was like 8.39 by this stage. Anyway, so he goes down the road. I'm sitting on the couch with these kids, like, all over me, like, looking at what they're doing on their iPad. I was like, this is definitely a first for me. Yeah. And mind you, the bottle was the one that I had stopped at to go and get that bottle of wine. So I knew it was literally two minutes down the road. Ten minutes had passed. Fifteen minutes had passed. Twenty minutes had gone by. No. I was legit sitting there like where the fuck is he? And I actually had his eldest daughter say, where's dad? Should we like call him and see where he is? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And as soon as we had finished that conversation, my phone started ringing. So it was like 25 minutes, 30 minutes later. I picked up the phone, obviously knowing it was him and I was like, Hey, like, where are you? Like, it's, why is this taking so long? Mm. Um, and he was like, you need to get up and walk away. Are you around my kids? I was like, well, yeah, obviously he was like, you need to get up and walk away. And I was like, okay. And he was Mm. like, look, I don't know how to say this, but I've been in an accident. And I went, "What?" what? I was like, what? Sorry. Like, what do you mean? And he was like, I've like been in an accident. I've rolled my car. And I was like, uh, okay. He was like, I just need you to watch these kids a little bit longer until I can sort out what's going to happen. So I just remember the feeling, my heart literally like skipped a beat, it like sunk and I didn't really know what to do. I didn't know what to say. It was just fucked. Like it was so hectic. And I almost kind of felt angry because I was, like, as if, like, he must have been drunk, so surely he was drinking even yeah. prior to me getting there, and, like, a 40-year-old man thinks it's even a good idea. But anyway, that's just a whole nother issue, clearly. Anyway, so I get off the phone. I have to make up some bullshit lie to his children about where he is or, you know. Where is I can't even remember what I said. I was like, oh, he's just taking a bit longer, rah, rah, rah. Oh, fucking. Anyway, so a fucking, like, hour goes by. I'm literally sitting on the couch like agitated, don't know what's going on. I get another phone call from him telling me that he's in an ambulance on his way to fucking hospital because they need to do checks on him. Like he was very like scratched up. Like when I did end up seeing him at some point he was not in a good way. Okay. Anyways, they taking him to hospital. Police are also like meeting them there um, because obviously they suspect that he must have been drink driving, which obviously he, he was, was. But I wasn't aware that he was obviously that intoxicated, so obviously he was drunk. Clearly, how do you even roll your car two minutes down the road? Yeah, it fucks me. Anyway, he That's gets to fun. hospital. Like hours go by, I have not heard from him. I've tried messaging him. I've tried calling him. I at this point it was like ten o'clock at night, and I had to get his friggin' kids that I had just met ready for bed. I've got the oh, middle God. child, <laughs> who's she's like wear like, your pajamas, darling. Yes. Thank God she's a mum because I would be like, yeah. I don't
0: know what like we even do to go to bed. Like, get in your pajamas and shush. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I actually don't know what to like. What do they do? I they're think you just give me an iPad until they pass out. Yeah, what, do you, what do you do then? <laughs> I think... brushing, teeth. Oh, brushing teeth. Oh, yeah. teeth. <laughs> yeah.
3: If they're young enough, you need to put a nappy on. You don't want it to get on the mattress. Oh, imagine having Some this... kids
2: like to be padded. And then you have to read a book before. Oh, for <laughs> it's a oh, lot. Shit. Can I put an audio book for them? <laughs> so- <laughs>
0: Just give them an
3: episode if it's a lot
0: to listen yeah, to. Yeah.
2: give them, give them oh. a nightmare fuel. Like, but that's this. in normal circumstances, not in circumstances where they may feel a sense of abandonment. That's a whole to, like, other routine. To be so scared. Oh, my God, this <laughs> is crazy. Okay. <laughs> but shush in pajamas, like, I, I die. Well, like, they don't really, they
0: oh. like, they won't, like, die if they didn't brush their teeth once. So like, I'm not going to make no, them no. do it. I'll no. ask them. Maybe Fair I'll out. ask them politely. But if, they, if I say no, I'll go, okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't really okay. Yeah, that's
0: true.
3: That's true. Yeah. You can skip it. But she also has to have had to feed them by then. Oh, your yeah, food know. as
0: well.
2: Yeah. God. Kids I'd love. be
3: getting stuck into that bottle of wine.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Brush his own teeth, apparently. So I'm sitting there brushing his kid's teeth, getting his kids into oh, their no, pajamas. I don't childhood. care
0: that much about a random child's mental health
2: for, for a one night. For
0: one, for one night, I just don't. I'm so sorry. Like, if I can be drunk out after Logie's not brushed my teeth until the next afternoon, I think this kid <laughs> will survive. The kid will survive <laughs> one night without brushing its teeth.
2: Putting them into bed, it was just the most fucked up situation. And all, I kind of felt bad for them as well because they, they're probably, yeah, no you, shit. Like this woman I've just met is like, you know, getting me ready, putting my pajamas oh. on, brushing my teeth. Like, what the she, fuck's she, going on? It's very
0: good of her, though. I mean, like, that's so nice for her to still care about yeah. these random children. That's true. That's yeah.
2: true. So, end up getting these kids to bed. I just was like, obviously came out, sitting in the lounge room, like, waiting for. For a phone call basically and I was almost contemplating like going through his Facebook and like finding someone I could contact to go can you come here and watch these kids but obviously I just felt so bad and because he was from the UK he'd moved over here and the only other person he had was his ex-wife who apparently isn't I don't know apparently she doesn't really have access to the kids so that probably wasn't going to be the person I was going to reach out to to come and collect the, these children
0: wow so it was just a
2: fucked up situation Anyway, so I finally get a phone call and it's, like, 2 o'clock in the morning <gasps> and he is, like, out of breath. The first thing he said to me when I said hello and I picked up the phone was, can I trust you? Can I trust you? And I was, like, yep. This is yep. Scary. Because obviously I want to find out what the fuck's going on. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously I want to fucking fire up the information. Whatever question you're sure. going to ask me, I'm going to just say yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he was, like, I've just, like, I've, I've done a runner. Sorry? I was like, what do you mean you've done a runner? And he was like, well, they were about to do my blood. It's like, obviously, for like police reasons, they want to find out like the, you know, alcohol um, in his blood to obviously determine, you know, to confirm it was obviously alcohol that had caused that accident. So he had asked to go to the toilet. He said he was very passive aggressive and, you know, saying things like, oh, well, you know, does old mate want to come with me, Run, run, rah? rah, rah? And they said, no, you can go to the toilet on your own. Run out of the hospital. Run down the fucking road, call one of his mates to come pick him up and he's instructed me, I've had to put him on loudspeaker, he's instructed me to what to put in his children's bag for school tomorrow, to pack undies, to pack socks, to pack the school. (laughs) While jogging, shoes, to pack their children's medication, whatever it was, like (laughs) medication? You're leaving kids that need medication with a stranger? Are you fucking joking?
3: It's ridiculous, honestly.
2: It, I was literally like running around his house like a headless chalk, like, <laughs> like, all my a life. Reason. Anyway, I then had to pack all this stuff in the bags because obviously I ended up having to get these children Aww. out of their beds at two, three o'clock in the morning, get them into my car, drive them to their fucking, well, his friend's house. And the poor kids were so Aww. upset and so confused as to why this woman is putting them yeah. in my car and driving them to this random house. It was awful. And I obviously called him when I had gotten to the address that he had sent me. And he had come out of this house and he looked Terrible. Like, he had blood all over his face. He had cuts everywhere. He had bruises everywhere. He had a ripped shirt. Like, it was just something else. Obviously, it looked like he'd been in an accident. And I always evaded police custody. Yeah. Isn't that, like, another crime?
1: I think so, yeah.
2: And... Oh my God. It was so traumatic. And I remember like, obviously getting that phone call of him running, like doing a around of the hospital, like thinking the police were going to rock up to his address at any moment. And I'm like there on my own with, the kids. kids and like I'm just trying to think of what <gasps> I would even say to them. Obviously, I'd just tell them the truth, but I almost felt like I was an accomplice to a crime, yes. and it was just <laughs> terrible. And he, I think, I didn't really speak to him obviously much after all <laughs> of this had happened. But I do remember him trying to contact me, telling me that he hadn't turned himself in and everything I don't was taken give away. A shit! I don't care if you've. Turned, what do
0: you mean? Well, he did. He did turn himself in, or he didn't.
2: He did. Whatever he's done, zero empathy, dude. Zero. Oh my fucking god, uh, I don't fuck. give a shit from him, and yeah, <laughs> that was my nightmare um, fuel. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. So listen,
0: that was a really good one.
3: Hello, Abby and producer Lim. I'm coming to you with my nightmare fuel to preface this whole story the reason I did what I did was because I was trying to be a bit more of like a yes woman I am normally like and I have been quite flaky I meet guys on tinder or hinge or whatever because you know covid couldn't really meet them any other way and every time they wanted to meet up in real life I would freak out and be like no. So that is why I chose to proceed with all the red flags that I did. But anyway, I lived in Canberra and much like Brisbane, very small. Everyone knows everyone. So once you've gotten with one person, usually that means that's that friendship group off. So anyway, this guy, he starts following me on Instagram no reason, like he, we didn't even meet on any of the apps or anything. He just started following me on Instagram. We had a few mutual friends, and those mutuals were people that I really enjoy. So I was like, cool, he must be a nice guy. Anyway, he starts liking my stuff, reacting with like the fire emoji and whatnot to my Instagram stories. We chatted a few times, and he kept asking me if I wanted to hang out. And as I normally did, I would freak out and be like, no, sorry, don't want to meet a stranger off the internet. It just gave me the ick. And so then I started telling myself, no, we're gonna be a bit more of a yes woman. And so then I set myself this goal. I was like, next time he wants to hang out, I'm going to say yes. So anyway, I love a good nude moment. So I sent him along with a few other people, a cute little lingerie moment via Snapchat. And then he responded to it. This was at about 9.30 at night. And he responded really quickly. So I was like, actually, I'm gonna ask if he wants to come over. Because again, I'm trying to be that yes woman. So, I asked him and he said, sorry, I'm at work, can't come, maybe like another time. And that was that for me. I got changed into my pajamas, jumped into bed and put on an episode of, I think it was Grey's Anatomy. So then I was watching TV until like 11.30 at night and I got another message from him. And he messaged being like, actually, I think I can get someone to cover me at work. Are you still down for me to come over? and I was so ready to go to bed, but again, I was like, no, Sammy, we're gonna do this. So I said, yes, and he was like, cool, I'll get ready and I'll come over soon. I get a message at 12.15 saying, I'm almost there. I have to be back at work at one because, so we'll have to make it quick. Ah,
0: uh, Make it quick Make it quick quick. (coughs) Wait so it's quarter past twelve And he said I have to be back at work by one So he has to be there for like seven minutes Exactly What the
3: fuck Immediately I was like the fuck Anywhere in Canberra is like 30 minutes away From one another So I was like Cool you're gonna get here We're gonna fuck for 5 minutes and then you're going to leave. So I was like, "Let's just reschedule to another day. I don't want you to come over just for 5 minutes." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Oh my god, don't be silly. Like, it's not just going to be 5 minutes." And I was like, "Okay, whatever. We're just going to roll with whatever happens tonight. We're breaking the cycle and meeting people online." So then the man texts me. He was like, "I'm out the front." So I walk over to my front door. I am dressed In a see-through, like, chiffon black gown, like, dressing gown thing. And I am wearing lingerie with garter belts and thigh highs. Like, it look fucking hot as shit. The man wasn't even here yet. He wasn't out the front at all. So then I opened the door. There was no one there. I stood there for a second, and then he pulled around. Then he proceeded to... He saw that I was standing in the front door. He proceeded to sit in his car for, like, a minute and a half. Like an uncomfortable amount of time messaging someone and then he got out of his car and walked over and this man walked straight past me and into my house as if he lived there like as if we'd met a million times before and this was not in fact the first time he had ever seen me let alone seen me looking this good so I was shocked and I closed the door and the man was walking into my house as if he knew the floor plan, as if he knew where my bedroom was going to be. So I tried to make conversation to be like, slow down, you don't know where you're going. i like, I need to get in front of you. So I made conversation and I was like, oh, so like, what do you do for work if you're here so late and you've got someone to cover you at 12 o'clock at night? This man proceeds to tell me that he is a disability support worker and is sleeping at one of his client's houses tonight. Like he's taking care of them overnight.
0: That's so fucking fucked.
3: So I was shocked to my core. I was like, do you need to go back to work? Like, I feel like that's more important than this. So anyway, I was like, what the hell? But he kept walking further into my house. Now, there was none of my housemates home. It's a big house and the only light on in my entire house was in my bedroom, my bedside table lamp, and I had dimmed it to as dim as it goes. So it was like candlelight, very sexy, you know, I'd set the mood. So this man walks to my room and he sits on the edge of the bed and he takes his shoes off. And meanwhile, I'm still standing in the like corridor, like in the doorway. I am looking at him in like utter disbelief being like, what is happening right now? He takes his shoes off and he lies on my bed. I shit you not, Sheldon Cooper style from the Big Bang Theory, like (laughs) dead pin straight with his arms either side of him. He closes his eyes and he goes, all right, now turn off the lights. I could not. I sat on next to him on the bed and I was like, I don't, I just, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think you should go. And he, with his eyes still closed, asked me, and what are
0: your reasons? <laughs> <laughs> this, my friendship group, bring home a story like this. this is so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, my fucking... And what are your reasons?
3: To which I responded, I'm sorry, I don't actually need to give you any, but you've actually just walked into my house, you've not acknowledged me, you've left someone with a disability at home, who you're meant to be taking care of, to come here for a whole five minutes of what I'm sure is going to be very unsatisfactory sex, and you want me to turn off the lights when I look like this, and you haven't even looked at me? No, I'm not feeling this at all, get out of my house. And he rolls his eyes, he opens them, rolls them, does a big sigh and puts his shoes back on. And then he's like, it's not like that, but whatever. So finally the famous in my friendship group, turn off the lights guy has left my house, but this is not the end of my story with him. So after this, I'd learned my lesson and I was only ever meeting guys for coffee before ever like trying to do the whole like Mm -hmm. let's meet late at night for sex thing. So I met this guy for coffee. He was perfect. He is perfect. So hot, so smart, good life goals, good banter. Anyway, I was like, cool. This guy is the guy I'm going to have regular sex with here. I go to his house. He jumps in the shower because he'd gotten home from the gym and he's like, you can watch Netflix on my TV, like while you're waiting. And so I turn on the TV being like, oh my God, messages, the girls being like, found one. Found a good one. Mm. I'm going to have lots of sex this year because of this man. And I opened his Netflix. No. To see no other name except for Turn Off The Lights Guy. Are
0: you joking?
3: They were housemates or best friends and they shared a Netflix together. And so I sat there being like, I need to leave. I ended up having sex with the guy. It was great sex. Wish I could have had more. Um, but then I moved to Brisbane. Ah, Brisbane. So that I can never experience such a traumatic array of events again.
0: Well, I mean, Brisbane probably <laughs> I mean I left Brisbane for many a traumatic event. Um Wow. Yeah. That has to be some of the funniest I've ever heard of him lying him lying down with his eyes closed going, <laughs> And what are your reasons? <laughs> Sounds like he's like, like King Louie or something. Yeah, I like, know, what the I know. fuck? It's freaky as fuck. Oh, my God. Know. You guys are fucked. I love it. Keep emailing in your voice notes. Um, Hello at it's.podcast.com. And I love weirdo ones like that where it's like, like it's not particularly awful, but it's like, you're a weirdo. Yeah. I love weirdo ones. Totally. 100%. So. Bye, guys. See you next week. Bye. A listener production.